0: Welcome to episode number 12 of the Low Angst Library podcast. Today, we have an interview with D.K. Sutton. I'm your resident librarian, Lee Blair. This library is your stop for all things light, fluffy, funny, sweet, spicy, and everything in between. I not only publish low angst queer romances, but I'm a voracious reader of them, too. I created this podcast because I wanted to talk to other authors who write romances featuring queer characters, So, that I could find out what draws them to the lighter side of angst, more about their books and their writing processes. I'm super stoked to share that I'm participating in a charity anthology that releases next week. This is volume six of the Love Is All anthology, and it releases on all major book retailers on June 6th. This anthology features 10 brand new stories from best selling and award winning authors who include B.L. Maxwell. Chantal Mair, Susan Scott Shelley, Connor Peterson, Gabby Gray, Nick Starr, Sean Michael, Zio Axelrod, RJ Scott, Via Losi, Piper Malone, and me. All proceeds will go to three organizations that support and defend LGBTQIA2S plus rights. They are the Unity Coalition, Out Memphis, and Lucy's Place. And I want to tell you a small bit about each of these organizations because I love that this anthology project is supporting organizations that will really make a difference locally in three separate places. So the Unity Coalition is a Latinx and indigenous organization that's in Florida, and they organize and support several LGBTQ arts, leaderships, and awareness programs throughout the state. Out Memphis offers direct aid and support programs to queer and trans people in Tennessee, And this includes regular events at the center's main facility, like free HIV testing, trans ID workshops, financial aid for name changes, community meals, and peer support and social groups for both teens and adults. And lastly, Lucy's Place is named for Lucy Marie Hamilton, who was a young trans woman who died in 2009. And this is a nonprofit in Arkansas that provides services to unhoused LGBTQ young adults. And that includes transition housing resources and grocery and rental assistance. They also run a drop-in center with shower facilities and a community closet. So these are three really important organizations making a difference in their communities. And those communities, as you probably noticed, are in states that could really, really, really use our support. This anthology is only available for a very limited time. So make sure you pre-order so you don't miss out. You can search Love Is All wherever you buy books, or if you want to visit my author's social media accounts, my username across social media is at Lee Blair Books, and you can find a link. I'm contributing a novella called Up My Alley. It's set in my small town, Dahlia Springs, Oregon universe, and it's about Leo and Hudson. They're two best friends who move in together after their divorces. And the story has some yummy tropes that I like, which includes best friends to lovers, roommates to lovers, opposites attract, and a double bisexual and pansexual awakening. It's also connected to a recreational bowling league. So if you like bowling, you're probably going to enjoy this. And I plan to write more soon in that bowling world. Really hoping that this story will basically be a prequel to a new series centered around that rec bowling league in Dahlia Springs. The story is obviously low angst, and it's sweet and steamy with a couple of juicy roommate moments. So make sure you check out Love is All, Volume 6. Okay, let's jump into my fun interview with D.K. Sutton. We talked about juggling an adult and a YA pen name, our love for Christmas romances, how she's used illustrated covers, and much more. D.K. Sutton is a writer and social worker. She uses these superpowers to create flawed characters you can't help but love. As an introvert, she's always been a little awkward and a lot geeky. It turns out those are handy traits for an author. She writes mostly low angst, simmering with a slow burn and a side of humor. Her newest series, The Not-So-University, is both swoony and geeky. If you enjoy more angst in your stories, check out her Broken series. All her books have an HEA or an HFN. DK Sutton, Deb. Thank you so much for being here and hanging out with me in the Lowanks Library. I'm so excited to talk with you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. This will be fun. I love getting to know authors and learn more about the books and the creation process. And the first thing I love to just jump in and ask: What got you into writing books and writing romance?
1: Believe it or not, I wrote my first book like at 15, and I, I shared it with our school librarian and, um, he basically told me it was no good oh. and I needed to, but he said it nicely. He okay. was very encouraging, but it basically, you have no life experience. And this is very cliche because it was based on all the things I'd read in the movies. So, um, yeah, he said, keep trying. And, uh, so I did. And so I've been writing all my life, but, um, I started writing fan fiction. I think a lot of authors started there and. Um, it's just so addictive because you get that immediate feedback. As soon as you post a chapter, then they're like, either love it or hate it, but you get that yes. immediate feedback. So then I started writing Slash, MM, fan fiction, and that just naturally led to writing published books. So yeah, it was fun. And I've always loved romance. I love mystery and romance. So I was reading Harlequin and Ellery Queen and Agatha Christie, but also romance. So I've always loved romance. So it was just natural for me to write that. And then I had put some
0: mysteries in my books. So that was really fun. That's great. And you're right. That validation in fan fiction, there is nothing like it. Oh my gosh, I miss that. So fast and immediate and satisfying. Oh, I love it. Yeah. too bad it doesn't fade the most. Yes. That would be the perfect world. Oh my goodness.
1: No, but actually writing my original characters and then having people like living in my world and interacting and just loving
0: my characters. I mean, that's, you know, that's, there's nothing better than that. You're so right. That is such a good feeling. When people start like sending you things like I saw this and it reminded me of your character. Like they live in other people's heads. That's, it's wild. It's so wild. Yeah, absolutely. What drew you to writing Low Angst? I think it's
1: because my first book actually was very angsty, and it's the only angsty book I have right now. But I'm going to write some more. But um, I just loved rom coms, and, and like I said, Harlequin and Hallmark movies. And I, I love to read angsty books, and I like to write them. But I also love that low angst where you don't have to worry. Uh, and low angst doesn't mean no conflict, no tension. I've got to have that. I've got to keep something to keep me interested, writing and reading and um so yeah but i just love that sweet happy happily ever after story
0: Must sucker for that that's, yeah oh me too so much and i just love hearing the answer to this next question because i'm finding it varies tons between authors what does low angst mean to you
1: well an angsty book tears your heart out shreds you and then puts you back together that's what it does a low angst doesn't do that <laughs> it's more of a, you know like I said you have to have that conflict and you have the tension but it's not something you can read it and you're not necessarily going to cry you're not going to have all those big feelings that you just are, don't want to handle right now you're just going to have something happy and sweet that's kind of I think there is a wide variety though of what people consider low angst like some people might consider some of my books a little angstier than they wanted. And some of them, of course, are really low angst,
0: so. I like that a lot. That's a good way to think about it. It is, yeah, it varies. It's so subjective, for sure. It really is. <laughs> Can you tell me about your writing process? How do, how does the, how, wow, words. How did the books <laughs> get made?
1: Um. Well, once I get an idea for a book, I actually start writing right away. I would rather do my research first and get all ready and outline it, but I'm usually just too excited. I just really want to start writing. And then I said, sl- oh, wait a minute, slow down a bit. We need a- we need the story to go somewhere. Um, I am more of a pantser. I call myself a planter. You know, that's a thing. So I do some plotting, but mostly it's just where the story takes me. So that requires a lot of editing sometimes. Mm-hmm
0: go back and fix things that your characters went this way instead of this way so you gotta kind of fix that i'm the same way like a discovery writer where i plot a few things but yeah just you just get so excited and you just want to you want to tell yourself the story and find out where it goes yeah but i try
1: not to read or read i try not to write out of order like i don't write the ending first once you write something then it kind of takes the excitement out of it i mean If you're telling a story, it kind of, you have to really have it where you want to get that story out. And so I had that sitting in the background. I know what it looks like and I'm going towards that. So,
0: yeah, me too. If I tell too much of it or know too much of it, then the fun is gone, the discovery is gone, and it makes it so much harder to push myself through it. Yes, absolutely. Mm, Not a career for the week. but uh, but it's so fun and rewarding
1: (laughs) yes I tried to really plot out one of my books and I got myself into it wasn't really a corner it was more like I just it didn't feel fun anymore and Mm. the story just felt flat and so I had to go back and just kind of start again and so, but I've been reading this book on writing and it really talks about how you plot your character arc versus you plot your story. So then you still have the discovery, but you know where your character's going. And so I'm doing more
0: nice. of that. Oh, I like that. What book is it?
1: Oh, Are actually we... it's it's Take Your Pants Off.
0: Oh. That one, I haven't read that in so long. I need to revisit that one. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I think that's what it's called. Take yeah. your pants off. Yeah. Yeah. Take it. <laughs> Yeah. Take your pants off. Take off your pants. Take off your pants. Take off your pants. Something with removing pants. (laughs) Right. And it's not a romance. Yeah. Yeah. So as a discovery writer, where do you get those sparks of inspiration and ideas for your characters and your stories? I'm writing that down, discovery writer, because I like it so much. It
1: sounds much (laughs) better than pantser. (laughs) <laughs> um, so surprisingly I mean I do get it from just the world you know things trigger my imagination but I mostly get my um, ideas from my writing group I have a romance writing group I'm part of a writers guild and a small writing group too and it's a romance writers group and we have prompts every month and like one of our prompts was um, write a short and it's usually just a couple paragraphs or a couple thousand words just not very big write about um, a close proximity. And so I was like, oh, what's the closest proximity you can get? And it'd be in a car <laughs> with somebody that you on a road trip that you didn't mean to take. And so then I, that was accidental detour. And I'm yes. like, oh, okay, this is a book now. And so many of my, those prompts, those little stories that I wouldn't have written if I hadn't had the prompt have developed into books. So that's really cool. I love my romance group. So.
0: That is so fun. I love that that's the origin story for that book. That book was such a fun ride. I guess pun intended, now that I think (laughs) about it. It was was really fun to (laughs) write. And having a community, it really, really makes a difference in our industry. Having people who you could go to, who give you inspiration, who can cheer you on, who can be there to commiserate on the rough days, like it is invaluable, I think, especially since our job is so solitary, we're working from home. So that's awesome yeah. that you have a group like that.
1: Yeah. And our families are tired of hearing about our stories. Like, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> and so it's, I yeah, I would encourage any writers out there to, to get a community, to
0: join a local writers group or guild or something. Nice. That's yeah. great. Well, this question is a tough one, I think. What has been your favorite book or characters to write? That it really is a tough one because
1: when I'm writing it, that, that's my favorite character. Like mm-hmm. when I'm in the book, that, that's my favorite. I'm like, Oh, this is better than any of the others. And then of course it isn't. Um, but some of my, so I'm going to have to say some of my favorites because I don't think I can pick one. Um, was my not so study professor, uh, Reed. Oh <laughs> yes. my gosh. Oh my gosh. He is, he is so fun and, and he's so socially awkward and just- <laughs> And my other favorite one is Jonas from Accidental Detour because he is just, he has so much ADD. He just goes off on all these tangents and says whatever he thinks. And then whenever the reviews started coming in, I, the reviews are for readers, not authors. I try not to read too many because it can bring you down, but if there's some bad ones. But, um, you know, the reviews were like, oh, we love Jonas. And I was like, that's me. They love me. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Because you know, in the real in real in the real world, with ADD can be annoying, like, okay, you forgot again. You're late again. <laughs> you know. Um, my boss would say, Can you just get to the point? Because I take this roundabout way telling a story and he's like, get to the point. I <laughs> was <laughs> a social worker, so he's like, I, I just need the bottom line here, just get to the point. So, you know, anyway, so you can tell I ramble. Um, but yeah, so hearing people say, oh, we just love him was just like, it was
0: validating. validating. Yeah, that's amazing. He is so sweet. And Reed, I love those characters too. Those are yeah. fabulous choices. <laughs> such good books. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So nice. <laughs> well, speaking of Reed and that series, let's talk about yes. it. It's such a good series. So Thank you. the Not So University series. and. The characters are just really engaging and they're all so unique and it's a great world. And one of the things that's fun about it, and as someone who worked at a university for 17 years, I love this. The university setting is very integral to the series and how the characters are connected. So what drew you to that university setting?
1: Um, My daughter at the time, when I started writing Study Professor, that's what I like to call it, (laughs) Study Professor. Uh, she was going to school at Missouri State University, which it's loosely based off of and um, very loosely. And um, <laughs> she was a she was a science major. Her major was wildlife biology and conservation. I'm sure I got that wrong. I had her for my research. I'd be like, OK, give me some science facts. And Slutty Professor probably has more science in it than any of my other books. And people are probably like, really? I don't need this much, but I was using her as a resource. And she'd just be like, you have to get this right, mom. Okay, but anyway, so then you know I go visit her on the campus, and we drive around and just to get some ideas and stuff. So she kind of helped collaborate on that story with for me, and then I just continued it. And Springfield is such a rich area,
0: um, Springfield, Missouri. So I, I just love that area. So it's just fun. That's great how that came together, and that your daughter could be a part of it. That's really sweet. But now she's graduated, and so I'm like, come on, I'm still writing the series. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it has got to be an alumni event, homecoming, right? You're going to go? Can I go? Yeah. And and she's recently moved closer to me. So she's not in Southern Missouri anymore. So now I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just have to go about it there on my own. Or (laughs) there's always the internet.
0: Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And I saw in your Facebook group the other day that you're working on book five in this series. Can you give us any teasers about what to expect in this one? Well, um, this one, this is Henry
1: and Sam's story. And Sam was a bit of a bad guy in the first couple of books. I mean, he was in the background. You didn't really know him until, um, book four, but he was just not such a great guy. And he really is a great guy. He just was influenced by bad people. And, um, so he's just a sweetheart. And then we have Henry, who's just working to get his daughter back in, um, you know, to regain her trust. His daughter, Charlie is dating Sam. So now he's crushing on his daughter's boyfriend So and trying not to. And then it turns out that Sam is his professor, his TA, for a class he's taking um, so that he's starting a bakery. And he just needed this class to help him be successful in that bakery. And so it's going to be fun. But I've never written, I've written age gap, but I've never written a 20-year age gap. So that is going to be an experience. So I'm going to gonna have to read some books and kind of get a feel for it but so I've got some I haven't actually started writing it I've got just got some outlines and some notes for it
0: oh that's exciting Um,
1: yes I was releasing them every six months and I feel bad
0: that this one's going to take longer but that's that's the way it is sometimes (laughs) yeah same with mine my last one in my series was five months ago and I'm still writing the first draft so it's going to be over six months and it's it's hard not to get in your head about that when you're wanting yeah. to like put them out there and you're excited about telling the next one and it's yes. tough a series yeah totally. it really yeah. is yeah oh and you also write young adult romance as addison lloyd and so you've got yes. this world the dublin high and westbridge academy world yes. and so it seems like school settings are something of interest to you which i love yes. And so something in this world that I noticed, you've got both gay and sapphic stories. And I'd really just like to know more about kind of the development of this world for you and your decisions about broader queer representation. So
1: the start of this series actually is that I I was recruited by uh, another author to be in a group. Um, We were going to all write this holiday young adult story. And I've been trying to think of the name of this series. That we did. Now I can't remember it because I took my, I took it out of that series. I took um, Mary Lou Lies out of that series, but let me start the beginning again. So we all wrote these books and none of them were related and um, they were just all young adult and holiday. And then we're like, oh, well, let's write one about like around spring break. And so then everybody wrote different stories and I wrote in the same world because I really like that world. And then I just kept writing. And so then that's why I had to take it out so that I could have them all connected as a series. So people would know that they're the same world. Um, and I didn't intentionally go to write a sapphic story. They just were characters and they wanted their story told. And I told their stories, but I do think it's very important for all queer representation. And, um, I want to write, um, I actually have this YI side by story I've written. And I have not published it. And the main character, the main character is asexual. And, um, I, at some point I do want to, and I probably will publish it under Addison Lloyd since it's YA, but I've written a demi, demisexual character in my not so straight professor. And I really want to write a trans story, but I'm just a little nervous about getting it right. So I'm going to have to have a lot of, um, um, what is that called? Oh my gosh sensitivity readers just to make sure i'm getting it right i'm the totally story right but yeah. i just think it's so important to have those stories out there for everybody i i mean everybody should get a happily ever after everybody
0: should it's so true so true or to be able to read about happily ever afters you yeah. yeah yeah that's so important i love that that's fun that you're kind of balancing these two worlds with your two pen names too and giving you lots of opportunities to just go wherever the inspiration strikes.
1: Yes. I have so many books in my head wanting to come out and I'm like, slow down, slow down.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's like the ideas need to slow down and the creation process needs to speed up so that it's it's like (laughs) a happy middle.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And I wasn't working. I was just writing full time and I found that it wasn't structured enough. I wasn't, Mm. I was, I was like, I can, I have tomorrow. And I always have tomorrow. <laughs> and I wasn't. Um, so then I I did go back to work part-time just to give me those days where, okay, I work when, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays, not full. Um, so I know that my writing days, well, I write every day, but I know that my main business days in focusing on writing is Mondays and Fridays. And in the evenings, too, because it's like a full-time job oh. of its own. But <laughs> <laughs> So I needed that structure. So I don't know why I'm talking about that, but.
0: But it's really relatable. My day job has like an end date. It's a limited duration and I'm hoping to move into full time. But I have the same concerns. I've already tried Mm. to kind of talk to the work and be like, is there any way I could do part time? Because the same, I don't know about you, but I'm a very externally motivated person. So I need to be like accountable to someone or have like an editor waiting for me or something like that to help me move. Because if it's just me... I can always put myself on the back burner easier right. than I can other people. And that is so hard to be internally motivated, I think. I love that. i never heard, heard that term used before, but I love that. That is exactly me. I have to have that deadline
1: and um, I'm going to wait till the last moment <laughs> because that's when I'm going to get that rush, you know, that creative rush and um, to get to get it completed, whatever, whatever the task is. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh it's So the the thrill of it, it's so addictive. The thrill of it, right. That is exactly it. But I was going to say, the one thing that has helped me is that I have a sprint partner and actually more than there's a couple in our group, but yeah. it's me and this one girl mostly who we sprint every morning around six, 6.30. And right. we uh, do it on Discord and nice. that's great for sprinting. It just yes. is. And so, you know, knowing that she's going to be there waiting, wondering if I'm going to show up is, is enough of a motivator for me usually, unless I got stuff going on. So that's good. So thank you, Crystal and Leo. They're my spread partners. (laughs) So I I just think having somebody, you know, accountable, being accountable to somebody. And yeah, Yeah. my
0: editor too, Abby is like, when am I going to see this? (laughs) It makes all the difference. It does make all the difference. Well, I would love to talk about some festive stuff. Your most recent release was a Christmas book called Hot Wishes and Cold Kisses, which is a cute name, and it was part of an eight-book multi-author series. And then you've talked about The Accidental Detour that you released as D.K. Sutton, and then you talked about Merry Little Lies that you released as Addison Lloyd. So when you started writing romance, did you plan for Christmas books to be a part of your overall writing world or has it been more of you write christmas books as the idea or situation strikes i never planned to write christmas books but i did not plan either um but but
1: it's just a natural because i love hallmark movies and um i i do have another one chasing santa which is part of the um uh, trials of love series so yeah, but I do love Christmas movies and I love writing Christmas books. It's just, they're just so fun. And, and, you know, you know, the elements that are going to be in there and it's just, I don't know. I just love them.
0: Yeah. Same Hallmark movies, all that just, just the winter festive and, oh, yeah, all that goodness. Yes. And,
1: and like you said, part of those, um, were, um, part of like multi-author things like the winter wonderland. Um, and then the um my young adult was through these other authors who were all like wanting to write Christmas yeah young adult Christmas and then the the most recent one where we all got together and wrote Christmas books so yeah so, so it helps me to be in groups like that because again it keeps me accountable mm-hmm. you know it's not just me in my head saying uh ah. it really makes a difference so I've been signing up for more and um, I don't know if I should No, I don't think I can say it yet because I think it's more of a, one of those things that's secret until it's not secret. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to add on here, but yeah, there's something exciting coming up in, in August, something I've never written before. Well, not, not to this level. So something to look forward to. Ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> I love that. You get the, you get the scoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I didn't tell you what it was, but yeah. But it's going to be fun.
0: Oh, that's exciting. I love these kinds of projects and just that anticipation. Yeah. thanks. <laughs> nice. And one thing I noticed in looking through your, especially your DK Sutton books, is you've got quite a few illustrated covers. And that is yeah. something that is a really hot topic I see in reader groups of people looking for covers. How do you decide whether you're going to go illustrated or not when you're doing a new series? Um, well, with my, with my
1: not so university series, it kind of happened by accident. One of my cover designers is Lex Valentine, and she's very, very good. I love her. And um, I was looking through her pre-maids and she had one of this couple. It was male, female sitting on a Vespa. And I was like, that is so cute. So I'm like, that's what I want for my professor book. You know, I want him on a Vespa, a Vespa, you know, in front of a university. And so she designed that for me. And then after that, it was like, okay, I want something similar, but with fall colors. And, you know, it <laughs> just kept going. Um, I I, think that illustrated covers for me are just more interesting. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a hot guy on a cover. <laughs> and I have, I have covers with hot guys on them, but it's something about the illustrated. It just makes me think of rom-com and fun and romance. And I don't. I know that some people think that they're not steamy, but I mean, I think readers expect steam. You know, they expect, they expect them to be steamy. So I don't think whether it's rom-com or whether it has a a live person on it, I think. The expectation there, unless you say it's clean or sweet, the expectation is it's going to be steamy. And my books are, they're a little bit of a slow burn, either through them not having sex for a while or... They're having sex all the time, but there's that slow burn of falling in love. So I just love slow burn.
0: I do too. Those are so fun to read. Just that build up and the anticipation. It's so juicy. I love it. Yeah, the pining. Oh, the pining. I the love pining. pining.
1: But, but not too angsty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the low angst pining. The low yeah. angst pining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cluelessness. Like they don't realize the other person is absolutely... Madly in love with him. I love those. Yes.
0: Oh God, <laughs> those are so sweet. And in, so, in addition to you've got these awesome illustrated covers, you also have six books out in audio. What's it like to have your story shared in that way? It is amazing. Um,
1: Kevin er- Early Wine is my narrator, and he's he's just he's so enthusiastic and fun to work with. And, and um, when I first heard Slutty Professor. You know, in audio I was like oh my god first of all I cringe a little bit because hearing your words you yeah know, hearing <laughs> hearing your words is a little but you know I did get caught up in the story too and I'm like it's just amazing to hear your characters come to life with somebody putting that life and putting even maybe a different slightly different spin on them you know it's just I don't know it's amazing and it's kind of addictive and Doing audio is expensive and, and you don't usually see a return for a very long time, but it's addictive, you know, <laughs> to, to keep doing it because it's just so wonderful to hear, hear your stories come to life like that. Oh, so, and also I, you know, there's people who want audiobooks, you know, that's how, that's their format. That's what they want. And so I feel like I can reach more readers that way too, by having audiobooks.
0: Yeah. I love the accessibility of that. Like there yes. are the tools where you can have machines read it to you, but it's so nice to have the acted version, the full experience of the story in audio. Yes. I love that. That's great. And you have a book coming up on June 19th. So when this episode comes out, that's just a couple weeks away. So pre-order it. It's called Message Received, book two in your Sloan Brothers series. Can you tell us about the story in the series?
1: Yes. Um, so the first book in the series is Talk to Me. And it's about these two guys who work in a uh, communications office. It's like a cable internet company, like a media com type thing. And um, it's called Cox Communications. <laughs> C-O-X-X. And anyway, so the second book is actually the... So in this story, they each have a different boss. And those bosses are in the second book. But it's their story before, so it's really kind of like a prequel. So it's the story of how they got together. Oh, fun! Ben and Sean, yeah. And Ben is this very rigid, like by the book rules type person, and Sean is very impulsive and and um, irresistible. <laughs> so and um, Ben is Sean's boss. Nice, so, the boss employee. I. That's such a fun. I mean, you wouldn't want it in the real world, you know. But, but in in books, yeah, that's irresistible. I think <laughs> I love writing about it at least.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that! This is going to be such a good book. <laughs> that is fun. Yes. Yeah. Well, we've talked about your writing, and one thing I also like to talk about with guests, since this is a podcast for readers, is about the reading yes. habits of the authors I talk to. So, you've already talked about how you read across the board in terms of angst level. So you'll read high angst and low angst. I'm curious if you have any specific tropes that you prefer to read or write as well. My favorite trope to read and
1: write actually is enemies to lovers. Mm-hmm. Like, an opposites attract, but enemies to lovers like where they can't stand each other and yet they're drawn to each other. I, I just love that. Um, so that's my favorite to read. Um and write. And let me think. Um opposites attract and I can't think. I do like to write and read across the board though. I I, is a story grabs me. It doesn't have to be a certain trope to grab me. It's like the story's interesting and then then I'll read it. I do like um Friends to Lovers. I like those too. But but I like the hide. high uh not angst but high tension of that um enemies delivers
0: yeah me too and that's well done oh those could be such good stories yes 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 yes, yes. oh i love that do you read while you're dr- actively drafting or like if you do read do you read in the genres you write in or do you have to have some separation there so when i first started writing
1: um broken sidewalks i was not reading because I was worried that I was going to take somebody else's ideas. And I've learned since then that that's, that's not really everybody's. There's so many ideas and no author is going to say it the same way. So no worries about that. Um, so I I do read. I try to read every day. Like I, it's one of my anchors. Like if I don't read that day, I feel kind of lost. Um, my problem is I like to read at night whenever I'm winding down. And sometimes that means I'm staying up all night because that story grabbed me. I wouldn't let go. So hard. So that's a problem. It's so hard. Um, but, but yeah, I like to, I definitely read in the genre that I'm writing because there's certain uh, genre expectations that. You know, writers need to meet or readers are going to be like, wait, that's off for some reason, right? So I do like to read, um, a lot of different authors just so I can get these. So I can get more of a more rounded deal for the genre. And plus I enjoy it. <laughs> I, I really like it, but I do like to read something different than I'm writing too, just to get, I think it helps you grow as an author to read different things. So.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point to get that breadth in there. Yes. Oh, and nighttime reading, same. Or I'll just read a little bit before work. And then it's like, crap, I got a clock in in two minutes, but I still have a chapter <laughs> okay. to read. Yes.
1: And then, okay, so this is like an addiction. I'm just going to tell you right now. So what I do is that I, that I have to get the whisper sync. I have to get the audio and the book. Is that <laughs> I'm like, okay, now I got to drive to work. Okay, well, I can listen to it on the way. Nice. <laughs> and then when I get home, then I'm just picking up that book and finishing it, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to do it. Yeah, it really is. Although, you know, <laughs> it can get costly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I'm in KU. And also, I have an, my Audible, <laughs> So, I get my credits. <laughs> you can run out quickly.
0: Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> Do you have any low angst book recommendations from things that you've read? Um, one of my favorite low angst authors is Anita
1: Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she's she's yeah. just brilliant, and um, I love her. Um, and I'm probably gonna get the name of the series wrong, but everybody's gonna know what I'm talking about. The Horoscope series. I just read that last
0: month. The whole series and oh, sl- the slow burn. It. Oh, yes. I yes. mean, it's
1: tor- a little bit torturous, but. Um, <laughs> but she also, but you can tell, even though it's torturous, you can tell her, her, um, her high angst stories, uh, like rock. If you've ever read that one, it's the think. same thing, but it is. So, I mean, it shreds you. It just Oof. shreds you. It's, it's Brothers, and it just shreds you. So you'll cry during that one if you read it. So, um, but, um, and I also love her, um, love Austin series because I love Jane Austen. And it's just a, a fun take on all those books. So if you haven't read those, you know, read those. I haven't read those yet. But yeah. Um, what else? What other books? I, uh, I love all Lucy Lennox stuff. Um, her most recent book, Prince of Lies is hilarious. I mean, you will laugh through the whole thing. <laughs> it's so over the top. Like this guy just keeps, like he's telling these stories, just, just making this stuff up so he can get in to this party and then he's so out of like it said fish out of water like he doesn't know what he's doing so he just keeps lying and his love interest knows he's lying but he doesn't know why so he's (laughs) keeping an eye on him right so he's saying he's the president of this company well this guy knows that since he founded the company he knows there is no president (laughs) no ceo i mean you know so (laughs) it's just hilarious so yeah those are some I could go on and on. There's so many. There's so many good books out there. There really are. And I don't have enough time to read them all.
0: They are so good. Oh, my gosh. That Anita Sunday astrology series like really stuck with me. I didn't realize until I was like four books in like, oh, it's kind of a similar setup in each book where you've got the adorable clueless guy. And the lovingly exasperated guy who's just hanging in. And like every story, that's the dynamic. Like, <laughs> I just loved it. And then the standalone one that was set, I think in New Zealand. I can't recall what that one's called, but I read that one as well. And it was like someone had won the lottery. One of the guys had won the lottery and then his boyfriend like dumped him and then he lost the house. And so he moved back home. And this guy who got away is ish was there and they had to like live in a shack together and it was kind of the same like you know lovingly clueless and oh I just love love that setup so much so good
1: um is that that that's the peers yes 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 that one I I can't remember the exact name of it but I love that book
0: yes (laughs) oh my gosh it was so fun it was all the dates and then the guy just sticking around through it, like you're gonna get it eventually. And I'm just right, right. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just... hang on. <laughs> he's giving out all these hints and <laughs> But no, so he's good. not getting it. <laughs> so good. And then yeah, we get it. I love that.
1: Like, oh okay.
0: <laughs> she's like it. brilliant at that. She's an expert at it right? yes <laughs> yes <laughs> as we're wrapping up here i would love to know what people can expect from a dk sutton story and an addison lloyd story from a dk sutton story um it's
1: almost always going to have a slow burn of some kind. like i said and um uh, lots of humor and snark and wit i guess uh, I just love that. I love the banter between characters, you know? So there's a lot of that. Um, Friends, like, that's a big thing with the, my not so slutty professors, all the friends. And it's really hard sometimes when people start in the middle of the series and they're like, I don't know who all these people are. Yeah. Um, So I know that's really hard, but for those who've gone started at the beginning, they're just like, Oh, my favorite characters are still here and they're still friends and they're still supportive or not supportive. <laughs> As it may be. Um, and so, yeah, that, that found family, you know, I like that. And with my young adult, every book is the same series right now. I haven't written anything out of the series. I'm thinking about renaming the series only because, like, all the books aren't set while they're in school. Like, the first one is Christmas break, so there's no actual being in school till the very end. So I don't know if I'm going to rename it. But anyway, uh, but really you're going to get the same thing except no sex. Like There's not going to be any sex. I'm a social worker. I work Child Protective Services. I'm not going to write sex scenes with young <laughs> adults in it. Because even though I know that probably the most likely reader is who is over the age of 18, I want young adults to be able to read this and not have as much. Anyway, it, and it's sweeter. So, you know, that first kiss between them is so sweet. And so there's going to be the same kind of, slow burn and sweetness and um but it is it you might have a little bit more drama because teenagers are dramatic <laughs> and i did have a reviewer say wow i you know these are just they're just so dramatic i'm like they're teenagers <laughs> you know i know there's stories where the teenagers you know the hunger games they like go out there and they yeah a cat goes out there and rocks it but um you know, and most teenagers are just floundering around trying to make it through their day. And so, <laughs> well, most, most everybody is. And so that's what, that's what, that's it. That's what those books are about. So, I mean, you can expect humor and, um, mostly Silver and, and uh, yeah.
0: Great. And where I can
1: mean, I love <laughs> biting?
0: Yeah. Biting is so fun and torturous. In the best and way. tortures, yes, in the best way. <laughs> but where can readers go to find out more about your books under both names? Um, you can go to my website,
1: which is dksuttonwrites.com. And I do have my Addison Lloyd books on there. So they're not a, a separate as separate as I'd like them to be. I mean, I don't. Anyway, um, but I think I wrote two different pen names, mostly some people could keep them straight. This is an adult. And this is, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so my website, or you can go join my reader group, Cafe Decay, because I love coffee. I'm like a coffee addict. <laughs> and, um, and you know, if you go to my website, sign up for my newsletter. And then I send out a newsletter about twice a month, letting people know what's going on. I'm on Instagram and Twitter, but, um, I'm more active in my Facebook group.
0: Okay. Great. Thank you. And thank you so much for being here. It was so much fun to talk with you. Thanks for having me. I really had fun. I had a great time chatting with DK. Thanks for joining me in the Low Angst Library. I hope you enjoyed this interview. Is there an author of Low Angst Queer Romance that you'd like me to interview? There's a link in the show notes and on lowangstlibrary.com with a guest suggestion form. And if you're an author writing Low Angst Queer Romance, There's a self-suggestion form in the show notes and on the website as well. A major goal of mine with this podcast is to have guests writing main characters in romance novels that represent identities all over the queer spectrum. So your suggestions will really help me with that. And if you'd like to financially support the podcast to help offset the costs of hosting, editing software, and transcription for accessibility, you can buy me a coffee. The link is in the show notes. Other ways you can support the podcast are sharing episodes with your reader friends, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or another podcatcher you found the show on. The show is also on social media at Low Angst Library. Until next time, keep reading.